When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a lie or two with the NBA season kicking off tonight. Which team is the biggest threat to the Denver Nuggets in the West? Wait until you hear what we have to say. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. And speaking of the Western Conference in the NBA, had a chance last week to catch with C.J. McCollum, terrific guard, and also leader New Orleans Pelicans, a guy that does, gets it done on and off the court. Here's how that conversation went on Freddie and Harry. Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Also tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The NBA season right around the corner. Everything gets started on Tuesday. It's going to be an out-of-sight season, and there's a team called the New Orleans Pelicans that you better keep an eye on, especially everybody stays healthy, led by Zion Williamson and C.J. McCollum. By the way, he's the host of C.J. McCollum's show, wherever you get your podcast. Also, a great follow on Twitter at C.J. McCollum. C.J., it's hard to believe. I remember when I saw you Lehigh play against Army and what you did to Duke in the NCAA tournament. You're about to enter your 11th year in the NBA. What is it like the way you're approaching this season in particular when you believe that this team could be a factor in the Western Conference down in New Orleans? I think I'm approaching this season with two things, right? You know, trying to be a good leader, trying to do things the right way, stay healthy, and really just push our guys for greatness. We've got a lot of good players who are capable of doing great things, all-star talents, all-NBA talents in in Zion and and Brandon Ingram. I think for us it's about putting it together for a full season, having winning habits each day, doing all the little things, right, the things that are uncomfortable, you know, practicing when you don't feel like practicing, Uh pushing through that rep, all those little things that – uh, sometimes you neglect is, is what it's going to take for us to be successful and make a real postseason run. So I think that's my mentality. Do whatever it takes to help us win and help us get prepared for playoffs. I get the sense based on what I've seen and heard so far in the preseason that Zion Williamson is adopting that once again. I know he's had his injury issues. I don't question his passion to play basketball. You're around him every day, but a lot of people question that, CJ. What would you say to them about a guy like that that's your teammate in Zion Williamson? I would say that he's a guy who loves to compete. He loves the bright lights. He's a gamer. Um, I think he's taking his craft seriously. He's been great in practice. He's been a good teammate. He's been on time. He's been doing his, his pre, his post uh, activation. And he's, he's doing all the little things that you that you would love to see from you know all players, especially your highest paid players. And I think that's what's going to translate to success for him. The games aren't hard for him. It's about being available for the games and. As long as he does what he's supposed to do off the court, uh, he's going to have tremendous success in our team. He's going to have tremendous success throughout the season. The one thing about players like that, and I use this term, CJ, with their talent and their ability, I hope that, I'm hoping that Zion Williams is not like the future unlived, where you know what he can do, but you mentioned the word availability and being there. If he can be available, we know what he can do. How much that goes to your mind saying, man, Zion, if you're here, we could be something else in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference? I think he understands that. I don't think I have to tell him. He, he, he had a chance to watch us in the playoffs two years ago against the Phoenix Suns. 
you know, get the series essentially, you know, I think we had a 2-1 league in that series and ended yep. up blowing it. So I think it's about execution, about being healthy, and it's about, you know, really taking advantage of the blessings you've been uh, given and really maximizing your talent. And this is, a, this is an opportunity for him to do that, for our team to do that, and, and for this city to see something special. C.J. McCollum, the New Orleans Pelicans, also the host of the C.J. McCollum Show. Wherever you get your podcast, hit him on social media. C.J. McCollum joining Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. C.J., when your former teammate in Portland, Damian Lillard, when you found out that he was being traded, not to Miami, but to Milwaukee, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Uh, the first thing that went through my mind was, you know, happy that he's going to a contender. Happy he's going to a situation where he has a chance to win a championship and play with one of the greatest players uh, the game has ever seen. And um, I think that was it, right? Like, mm-hmm. all you can ask for is an opportunity to compete at the highest level, to get paid handsomely, and to be able to take care of your family. I think this opportunity allows him to do all those things. With that, because a lot of people gave him, and also you a lot of credit before you got traded to New Orleans, that you guys never were seeking a trade, wanting to be out, trying to be a quote-unquote part of a super team. But it finally got to that rub in the road where that had to happen in Portland. And it's a great fan base. You know about that. What would you say? And, and I love the fact that he said to the Portland people, thank you for making me the kind of player that I was able to be on and off the basketball court. What is it like being in the NBA that you want to make a situation work, but then you get to a point and you say, yeah, this is not working out. We got to make sure that we part ways for everybody and everybody's best interests involved. Yeah, I think it's about being a professional. I mean, we all have jobs, right? Everybody has a job. And at some point in time, either your job outgrows you or you outgrow the job or it's, it's time to reposition yourself and find another opportunity. I think, you know, for me, it was a situation where I was in a, in a great situation. Mm-hmm. Some changes happened within the organization. Their coach is out. DM is out, some front office people are out, and it begins to look differently than it, than it once did. And you understand, reading the writing on the wall, that it may be time for you to, to head somewhere else and um, allow for other people to develop, allow for the organization to move forward. And, and maybe it's a rebuild, maybe it's assets, draft picks, players. But I think it, there's a way in which you can handle it in which everybody wins, or you're able to go somewhere where you're wanted, needed, and utilized properly and where they're able to get the pieces they need uh, to move forward. And I think we're able to have a happy uh, a breakup. I think that's, that's ideal, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. always work out like that, but you like to break up and, and, and still be able to be friends. And I think we had that type of relationship. Great stuff. I see Jim McCollum, the New Orleans Pelicans, joining Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And with that, everybody was talking about making sure players are available. The words load management has come up. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, first take early this week, where he basically said, yeah, it's something that we know is out there, but it's not as prevalent or as pronounced as many people want to say. You're involved in the NBA, CJ. When I mentioned load management, how the league is approaching that issue, what do you have to say? Um, I think each team, you know, has the right to govern their team accordingly and they figure out what they feel is best for their players. Obviously, you want to see players playing each night. As a fan of the game, you want to see the best players competing each night. But at the same time, if you're injured, then you can't play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more about, you know, player safety. It's more about players competing when they can compete and teams figuring out how to optimize their roster, their star players, and how to get to the championship and win a championship. So I think that's, that's how I've always felt about it. I like to play in games. Um, I feel like I've always competed when I could compete, and when I wasn't able to, I, I, I sit down and let someone else do the job. So I think that's always been my mentality. I think the league is heading in a, in a good direction um, where teams have an- analytics, they have da- data, and they're able to really see you know, risk of injury. They're able to monitor you know, workload. They're able to monitor recovery, and they have great baselines on all players so that they can make 
the right decisions and the decisions they feel are best for their organization. Many people believe, whether it's inside the media, CJ, outside the media, that the NBA is too much of a player's league. It doesn't bother me. As someone who's watched NBA basketball my whole life, I don't mind that players have their best interests at heart and the owners have kind of fallen in line with that. What do you, what do you have to say about that? I think that um, it's a mutual relationship in which, you know, players have a right to be unhappy. Teams have a right to be unhappy, but you still need to show up to work every day. And if you're unhappy, you can express that in a way that is professional. And it's, it's similar to, to you. If, you don't, if you're not happy with your job, you're going to go to upper management and you're going to talk through it and figure out, you know, what the ideal solution is. And I think a lot of players have handled it that way. Obviously, sometimes it becomes public, and that's very unfortunate. But yeah. we live in a world where if you're unhappy, I feel like you should voice it, but you still have to go to work and you have to show up and do your job. And if they're able to find a replacement for you or, or – or, um, the, the right trade, if you will, then they should explore that. And I think players should do what's best for them and organizations should do what's best for them. Um, mm. Because at the end of the day, uh, everybody has a responsibility to take care of uh, what's most important to them. Yeah, loving that from C.J. McCollum of the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't forget about the C.J. McCollum Show wherever you get your podcast. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. What are you doing with Pampers? Because you got something really, really special going on with that brand and with your name as well. Yeah, for me, you know, becoming a first-time father uh, almost two years ago with my son, Jacoby, it was very important for me to align myself with like-minded partners, partners who do things the right way, partners who can protect me along with my clothes and my wife's clothes. And mm-hmm. Pamper Swallowers was a life changer, um, basically preventing up to 100% of leaks and blowouts. I think that was something we were worried about was not putting the diaper on right, putting the diaper on right, and still having issues. And um, as a first-time parent, uh, it's been great to be able to utilize their product, but it's also been great to just experience what it's like um, to love something unlike anything you ever loved before uh, as a first-time father. And, and as a father with another baby on the way, I can only imagine what it would be like to have a baby girl. Mm. I'm, the, I'm a dad. I'm a, a girl dad, and my daughter's going to be 33 years of age next year. And even at this point in my life, CJ, there's still times where I still can't take my eyes off her, and I say, boy, how did you go from that to where you are now. How much do you do that as a dad with another one on the way? Yeah, it's, I just stare at my son all the time. His mannerisms, the way he carries himself. He's starting to have sentences. He's starting to demonstrate what he wants, what he doesn't want. He sits like me. He crosses his legs sometimes. <laughs> he, he's dunking. It's it's wild to see the growth, the transformation. And, and you don't realize how impressionable they are until they start repeating the things that you say. Mm-hmm. And then you realize you have to be very careful with what you expose them to in songs. Um, sentences, words, phrases, uh, they're, they're studying you and, and emulating a lot of the things that you do. And I think it's, it could be a beautiful disaster if it's not handled properly, <laughs> but I'm thankful that uh, I tried to set the right example for him. That's a great term. I'm sure a lot of parents out there thinking beautiful disaster. We can all agree that that has gone on one point in our lives as parents was CJ McCollum, the New Orleans Pelicans, as a guard just said, like we mentioned, host the CJ McCollum show. Every get your podcast, hit him on Twitter, CJ McCollum. And by the way, he was fantastic when he filled in our first take and get up in the off season during the NBA playoffs. It was a pleasure to talk to CJ McCollum who joined me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. CJ, a pleasure, my friend. Keep with the great word Pampers and go going into the 11th season of the NBA as you play the Pelicans this year. Thank you, brother. You have a good one. And you too, my friend. By the way, like CJ McCollum, the NBA is back tonight. The defending champion, Denver Nuggets. They'll host LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Cards begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time at ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. By the way, the home opener for the Nuggets will be a hot ticket tonight in Denver. And hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. You can experience it live with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on 
on ESPN Radio. By the way, and Shannon Penn, our producer, pointed this out because they have a promo tonight, Harry, for the NBA opening opening night tonight where the Denver Nuggets take on the Lakers and the Suns take on the Warriors. And there was a graphic that TNT had in which they had Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics, LeBron James, of course, of the Lakers, Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns, and Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. One person missing was Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Uh-uh. And Charles Barkley let them have it. <laughs> as, as he should, though, because I think that's, in, that's inexcusable, in my opinion. No doubt. Talk about a guy who was an MVP of a, of a National Basketball Association, uh-huh. won the NBA championship last year, yep. but the dominance in doing it. We're talking about they won the championship, excuse me, during that, during that playoff run. Yep. 4-1 against the Timberwolves. The yep. Wolves only won one game. Mm-hmm. Went 4-2 against the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Swept the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. And the Miami Heat only won one game against mm-hmm. them. Yep. And you're going to tell me yep. that you don't have Nikola Jokic on any of your stuff? pro yep. man, pro. pro it, yeah. I, I'm I'm yeah. I, I'm lost for words yeah. because it's yeah. just it's disrespectful. Number one, uh-huh. and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, Charles Barkley said, and I quote: "You sent me that graphic, and I showed it to Ernie Johnson TNT, and we just want to apologize to the Denver Nuggets, the Joker in the city of Denver. That's completely stupid. Not having him on that graphic. I mean, we're here all day." End quote. And we're talking about a team that could potentially win it again this year, though. Absolutely. I, I, that's that's the crazy I, part to me. Yeah, and it's ring ceremony night. And they're covering the game. And I'm looking forward to it because, you know, the Denver Nuggets felt some type of way because when they swept the Lakers, remember, that's when LeBron came out uh-huh. with that, you know, if I'm going to play next Absolutely. year, I have to think about things. So yeah. uh-huh. all the media coverage, everything wasn't on the Denver Nuggets sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers. It was on LeBron James and what his decision is probably going to be moving forward. Right. So you heard during the parade and the speeches, you know, the players saying certain things about the Lakers. You heard the head coach for the Denver Nuggets say things about the Los Angeles Lakers. And then we recently heard from LeBron and AD like, okay, just, just, uh-huh. just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Just watch. So that banter back and forth between these two teams, I'm really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, because we, we can answer the question this way. People overlooking the defending chance. People want to overlook the Denver Nuggets. For whatever reason that is, where you don't think Nikola Jokic, okay, we know he's great, but you guys make too much out of him. That bad, that guy's a bad mother, shut your mouth. When it comes to Nikola Jokic. And they earned their way to win the NBA championship. But those kind of things, where the best player in the league right now, Nikola Jokic, is not on a graphic as part of a Come defending on, champion. So that, disrespectful. That, that just gives them so much more motivation to say, I, I, y'all keep doing this. Y'all disrespected us and overlooked us last year, and we were holding the trophy at the end of it. Now, the West is loaded. You got the Suns. You got the Lakers. If the Clippers can stay healthy, they're going to be a threat. Sacramento Kings, Golden State, we're going to see that looks like. The Oklahoma City Thunder, New Orleans Pelicans. There are a lot of dudes on different teams in the NBA Western Conference. But if I ask Harry Douglas, Mm -hmm. a man who was an all-county player, Playing Uh in the state of Georgia when he was in high school before he Uh made his way to Louisville and then became an NFL player. If I ask you, brother of Tony, who played in the NBA for more than a minute, Harry Douglas, who could be the biggest threat to the Nuggets in the West? What would your answer be? 
I'm going to go the Phoenix Suns because they can score the basketball at will. Now, that's a healthy Phoenix Suns, and I know Bradley Bill mm-hmm. is not going to be playing tonight, but when you look at what Bradley Bill is able to do and how easily he can put the ball in the basket, when you look at Devin Booker and what he did throughout the playoffs last season and also during the regular season, that's something to be said. You have Kevin Durant, a human cheat code on your team, right. making the trade for Yusef uh, Nurkic from the Portland Trailblazers. I, I thought that, that was huge. Even though he doesn't play defense, but that's another offensive weapon also you trade it for Grayson Allen so that's another guy bench wise that can come in and give you instant offense because we got to be honest with ourselves when you're looking at that big three Devin Booker Bradley Bill and Kevin Durant a lot of other people on that roster are going to get open shots Mm -hmm. Eric Gordon as well is one of those guys right and when you're talking about a Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon getting wide open looks from the three-point line well that's basically like a free throw and I know Grayson Allen very very well my father coached him in AAU basketball okay and that young man can he's a baller but if you give him wide open shots he's gonna knock that down every time yeah especially we saw what he did the Milwaukee Bucks playing with Giannis and now you're gonna get even more room because of the space that's going to be there. I love the moves that the Phoenix Suns were able to make because it seemed like it was going to be Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and who? <laughs> that was going to be it. <laughs> so they're able to fortify the bench and bring guys that can help them when they space the floor. Now Frank Vogel, a guy who can teach a little defense, is going to give these guys his right, his reign. I'm with you in terms of the biggest, biggest threat, I think, to the Denver Nuggets. I'm completely with you when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. But I also love the way the Lakers were they were able there to do. There you go, Freddie. That's yeah. why I said, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. And, believe, and by the way, Tim Lugley, ESPN NBA analyst, when he was on, on Sportsman like this morning, check out that show Monday through Friday, 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time with Evan Cohen, all along with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. He says, yeah, that Lakers team, you better watch out. Sailing is win a championship. They're on a short list of teams that legitimately can do it. The prospect for the Lakers going into this season is so completely different than a year ago. Bottom line is this, until you see a precipitous decline – in LeBron, which who knows when that will be. I mean, he, this guy might be 42, 43 years old and still playing at an all-star level. Until you see that, and you know, and Anthony Davis can still be dominant enough, the additions of, of what they've made to this team in terms of their bench and they're filling out their rotation, this is a team on a very short list of teams, probably five teams right now I would look at and say have legitimate chance to win it all. There's no doubt about that because look how they fortified their bench. You get a Christian Wood who gets a chance to play with and behind Anthony Davis. You get Tarion Prince, a guy that can guard three different positions. You get D'Angelo Russell, who can be that combo guard. You get Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat that can play that combo guard as well. And I mentioned about Rhea Hachimura, who was really strong in the playoffs last year. Now there won't be as many stressful minutes, extended stressful minutes, when it comes to two guys you're really going to need. And that's Anthony Davis to stay healthy and LeBron James, who is still magnificent going into his 21st season in the NBA. I think the most important thing that they did this offseason, right, during the season last year, they made a trade. They brought over D'Angelo Russell. They brought over Rui Hachimura, also Jared Vanderbilt. I think the best thing they could have did was making sure all those guys were back on the team coming coming up this season. Right. Right? So so they can have a full season, full offseason together and see how that's going to go. On top of signing the gate, Vincent, the Torian Prince, Kristen Wood, a Jackson Hayes, like you mentioned, I think this Mm -hmm. team is going to be better. But here's here's a chess piece. Here's a little nugget for a player. I think people better watch out for too. I know. Don't sleep on Max Christie. His ability to shoot the basketball from the perimeter and put it in the basket, don't sleep on him. At some point this season, he will be a factor for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, the West is just loaded. Denver, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Kings. 
Don't forget what? about Memphis. I'm not, I, I was just getting them. Where did y'all get back? Yeah, New Orleans Pelicans. We don't know what the unicorn is going to look like. The San Antonio Spurs. No, it's Victor Wimbiyama who makes his NBA debut tomorrow night at 9.30 Eastern time mm-hmm. against the Dallas Mavericks. But I forgot who told me this about whatever podcast that was. There were so many NBA dudes like, yo, that dude's legit. He's making an all-star team this year. Guys like Kevin Garnett and guys like that talking about, man, that's a unicorn right there that we've never seen before. We thought the West was loaded last year. It's even more loaded and got a little bit younger this year, no matter who comes out of that when it comes to the NBA. Can I throw one more out there? Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to contend for a title, but mm-hmm. Ime Udoka as the head coach for the Houston Rockets, I want you to watch how that team plays early on. I, I think that's a okay. team that he's going to be able to get the best out of those guys, and a lot of people would be surprised what they're able to do this season. Well, look at that. They get Fred Van Vliet in free agency. They got an orchestrator and a guy who has a championship ring. They bring in Dylan Brooks. We know he ain't putting up in any kind of nonsense. If anything, he'll be starting a nonsense, not just putting up. But we know he can play and we know he can score. And I love the draft pick of Amen Thompson, a long, lean shooter who can get to the rim and defend yep. as well. They bring in Reggie Bullock. That's another veteran presence that can have, that can play Jabari a little defense. Smith Jr. Jabari Smith Jr. is going to break out. How, yeah. how he's going to you know transition. Yeah, yeah. not to mention Jalen Green, two guys who can work well together. Fred Van Vliet getting in the basketball. Not saying that Houston's going to contend, but they are definitely building something. And they got the right kind of coach in Ime Odoka, who is not going to put up nonsense, and guys are going to respect. Let us know your NBA predictions. Hit us up on social media, Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. That's Harry's handle. Or you can join the conversation with that at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Thanks for joining us here on Freddie and Harry. And how will my man Harry Douglas get more on the nerves of Giants fans here in the studio and everywhere else? What? He's going to do that in five minutes. So keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This. 
This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Also tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. We're going to get to the honeymoon phase when it comes to Brock Purdy, the 49ers as a quarterback, and is it over? Somebody, part of our esteemed producing panel, believes, oh yeah, that honeymoon is done. Find out who said that in about 30 minutes. But we always want to make sure we give you the best and the worst when it comes to the NFL from the past weekend. You know it better as... From the top stories in sports... This is a huge story! ...to the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. And we flip it each and every week because last week I brought the doom and gloom and Harry brought the sunshine, lollipop, and rainbows. This week, it's completely flipped. It's time for me to say, hey, these were good. And Harry goes, these guys were bad. And we start with... Number one. Uh, my up is Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. How great was that performance against the San Francisco 49ers? Playing that kind of defense, and he has never, ever had that kind of game on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Tuesday Night Football, any night football. Anytime that they've been the main game, the main game being the main thing, he has not been that main thing. But last night, it was a different story, Harry. He was tremendous, just dicing things up, dicing up that defense, 35 of 45, 378 yards, two touchdowns, a passer rating of 107.2. He was not sacked. Kirk Cousin, thumbs up for me. And I think what I love most about Kirk Cousins last night is that he stood in the pocket, right? Even though you had defenders coming down the pipe, he still stood in there, delivered the football to his wide receivers, multiple guys, right? Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Powell, KJ Osborne, even Cam Akers from the backfield. Kirk Cousins showed up and showed up, uh, showed out last night. 378 yards, close to 400, two touchdowns, and he got the dub. Now let me get to my number one down, Freddie. Oh boy, here we go. Now, see, I was with College Game Day this weekend, which was at Ohio State University. Uh-huh. Penn State versus Ohio State, top 10 matchup. I'm thinking this is about to be an unbelievable game. I'm thinking these offenses are about to be high-powered and go up and down the football field. Nope, not so fast, my friends, as I quote the great Lee Corso. So my number one down is Penn State's offense, an offense that went one for 16 on third downs, had 49 yards rushing, the quarterback, Drew Allar, had, went 18 for 42 passing, and I got to call out James Franklin. Uh-huh. You can't keep want to, wanting to recruit these five-star quarterbacks and these five-star guys and not putting these guys offensively in the best situations to thrive and to make plays and to take chances. This was so bad on my eyes, Freddie, <laughs> that I left the game with nine minutes to go in the third quarter to go to the airport. <laughs> So you know it had to be unbearable for me to watch if I did that. That's why Penn State's offense uh-huh. is number one on my list this week, down-wise. And, and they should be because they had their opportunities, but it's okay to throw the ball past 20 to 25 yards. You yes. Know, mix that in once in a while. And oh, by the way, if your running game was working like it was one particular drive, why would you go away from it in that situation? They allowed themselves to be painted into a corner because they put themselves in the corner, just like in the movie. Don't put baby in the corner. Penn State, don't put your offense in the corner, especially when they had a chance to roll and maybe make things difficult for the Ohio State University. Number two. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens come on down. It wasn't so much that you beat down Detroit. A lot of people coming into that game, I'll raise my hand thinking, man, they're ready to be primetime players. Lamar Jackson said, Freddie Coleman, hold my beer. There's no way they're going to be primetime on our home field. They had 
over 370 yards of total offense in the first half. They made the Detroit Lions offense look like the Rockets of Radio City Music Hall in New York. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. Meanwhile, the Braves were kicking that butt up and down Baltimore's M&T Bank Stadium. And Lamar Jackson was fantastic. Well done, Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Louisville alum, my brother from another mother, Axon Jackson. Show out, Axon Jackson. I'm surprised it took that long for you to chime in on your fellow Louisville bro. Well, I want to wait. I want to wait. I want to wait. But I got to go to my number two down, Uh and it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen started off the game with the interception. You know, the New England Patriots go down and they capitalize on it. But Mac Jones showed me a lot, and he actually outplayed Josh Allen in that ballgame. And for the Buffalo Bills, I'm trying to figure out, okay, where is this team going to go from here? Because that's a bad loss for them, right? They lost to the yep. Jets early on in the year, first game of the year. Right. Now they lost to another division, division opponent in the New England Patriots and the manner in which they lost it, right? That defense, and I understand you're missing Daquan Jones, you're missing Matt Milano, you're missing Tredavious White. But when your defense needed to get a stop at the end and not allow Mac Jones to go down and throw a touchdown pass to win the game, they didn't step up. So that's why the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, are number two down this week on my list. It is three up, three down, giving you the best and worst of the NFL from the past weekend, along with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. My three, my two ups, Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings, what they did versus the 49ers last night, Monday Night Football, and Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, what they did to the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Harry's two down, the Penn State offense, although that should be under down how bad they were Saturday afternoon versus Ohio State, and the Buffalo Bills losing to the Patriots like that when they're supposed to be a contender, not a pretender in the AFC, which leads us with number three. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills New England Patriots game. Mac Jones for the first time in his NFL career actually like somebody said, go play quarterback because we believe in you. 25 of 30, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked one time. His higher, highest passer rating ever in his young NFL career at 126.7. Where the hell has that been if you are a Patriots fan? <laughs> This way we can quell that nonsense about maybe they need to put Bailey Zappi in. Maybe Mac Jones is not the guy. If you allow him to play like that and let Bill O'Brien do his thing, that's why you brought him there as an offensive coordinator to entice him to leave Alabama, be run out of Alabama to help your quarterback, and you weren't letting him do that when it comes to Bill Belichick, the coaching staff, and that organization. You let him play a little bit. You let him do his thing a little bit. And he was doing it and doing it and doing it well for all four quarters. Mac Jones, you get the up from me for this weekend. And I'm happy, actually, Mac Jones balled out because I have the Patriots game this weekend, and I got a lot to build around my story. So I had a baby, Mac Jones. Now, to my third down, I got to go to the Washington Commanders because not only did they lose to one of the worst teams in the National Football League on Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago, uh-huh. the Chicago Bears, yes, they, did. they lost to one of the worst football teams in the National Football League this past weekend, which is the New York Football Giants. Oh, yes, boy. I said it, Devin Kane and Shannon Penn. I love y'all, but I got to tell the truth. And for Washington, when you look at the protection that Sam Howells has had this year, I'm going to ask you, has it been any? Once again, he got sacked six times. I'll say that again, ladies and gentlemen. He got sacked six times in that ball game this weekend. So the protection for Sam Howell, that offense is sputtering. Um, when you look at Ron Rivera, I don't know if he's going to be the head coach. Well, he's not going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders if this yeah. continues. But this is a team that I thought had potential to possibly be in the thick of things on the back end, right? Right. And they just started sputtering out of control in the wrong direction. So that's why I got the commanders. 
as my third down because they lost to another bad team, and now I'm considering them a bad team. What, what does that make the Falcons? Because then the Falcons lose to the Commanders? I was waiting on it, Freddie. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. I was waiting on it. You know uh, I always got a rebuttal. Yeah, you better. See, when I looked at the San Francisco 49ers schedule last year and they lost to you know three bad teams that they should have yes, beat and then did. they still made the NFC Championship game. Uh, now see, Devin, the difference between the New York football giants and the Atlanta Falcons is one team is in first place in their division. The other team is dog poop and you know the word I want to use. <laughs> yeah, that division <laughs> that division's really tough. It's certainly a gauntlet, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's what we call it. You guys are really going through it in that <laughs> South. That's why yeah, S O U F South, not South. When you're that bad as a division, you lose a couple of letters in translation. We can't pick the division. We you only play in what we play in. You know me, Harry. You never, ever apologize for wins. Yes. You never, ever apologize because wins are so precious to get in professional sports, especially in the National Football League. It ain't their fault that the Panthers are hot garbage or that the New Orleans Saints can't stay consistent. And Tampa Bay is going to be Tampa, even though they've been better yes. than anybody could have imagined. But they're still looking up. What, what, one last thing on the Giants. Okay. One last I mean, thing. Have you not said thing. enough? No, just one last thing. Did they pay the Did they pay the wrong quarterback? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I riled up Harry so much this you morning. Really did. He wasn't going to put Brock Purdy in the down, he so wasn't. he had to do something. Man. He had to do something to get me back. Because normally, when those things happen, when we get those text chains, I just say, "Please release me from the chat." Oh, I, I was all in. I had popcorn. I had my soft drink. I had my feet up. I was thoroughly enjoyed. By Harry's that back the pettiest person can, I know. Can, the can pettiest. I be, can I be yes. honest? Can I be honest go ahead i was going to put the san francisco 49ers as my third down until this morning until this morning (laughs) see i know i know this guy (laughs) you guys can't help yourselves or you choose not to as far as that goes knows me like a book yeah we all do it and that book never is that book is never not exciting keep weighing in we'll get a chance to hear from you when it comes to the san francisco 49ers and their quarterback purdy brock purdy Finish the sentence. Brock Purdy is blank. We'll get to that in about 20 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. But in the AFC, we still need answers from these four teams, and not one of them are named the Kansas City Chiefs. That comes your way next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. So let's be honest. Here we are past seven weeks in the National Football League. When you look at it, there's probably one team that no one should have any question about even though there are plenty of questions about this team the first three to four weeks, not no more when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. They've established themselves, shockingly again, Harry Douglas, that, yeah, with all that, oh, man, this could be the year, guys, that dynasty's about to fall <laughs> apart. The league is called the Kansas City. It's not going to be their year again. And, yeah, here we are week seven, and they have the best record in the AFC. And many people acknowledge that right now they're the best team in the National Football League. That doesn't mean that the other teams out there that people thought were going to contend that they still have questions about them, maybe even more. So I'll throw one team at you. Miami Dolphins, what kind of answer do you need from them? I would say moving forward, they need to show me that they can win a big game. And when I mean a big game versus a quality opponent, when you look at the Buffalo Bills game and also you look at the game versus the Philadelphia Eagles, they just weren't intact. Everything wasn't hitting on every cylinder that you would want it to do if you're Mike McDaniel, the head coach of that team. Also, when I look at the Miami Dolphins, when it comes to playoff football, there's a level of physicality mm-hmm. that has to be played with. Right. Otherwise, you're going to go home. I understand the finesse and all this glitz and glamour, that whole nine, but you got to be able to run the football, get downhill, and be the more physical team to grind out games when it comes playoff time. That's what I want to see from the Miami Dolphins moving forward. The one the answer I need from them to kind of stay on that line, that's a Mike McDaniel situation. Because to me, in the two games where he needed to really have that running game to protect the quarterback and protect their defense, they gave up on the running game. They don't need just to be even more physical on defense. I know when they have a lead, it's easy to get after the quarterback. You don't yep. have to worry about the running game. You grab the running game on the way back to the quarterback or it's a draw, anything like that. But if you're going to be this team that can run the football, if things aren't going well early, you can't abandon that because then you're not helping your quarterback and you're not helping your defense. To me, that answer, I want to look for that answer and see that answer from Mike McDaniel. 
that when, not if, when that situation happens again, where the team is more physical than you, are you going to abandon the running game and try to have your quarterback throw yourself out of it? If you do that again, it's going to be the same result. Wash, rinse, repeat, like we saw what happened to them against the Buffalo Bills and against the Philadelphia Eagles. Buffalo Bills, what do you still need answers to about that team? I want to see how this defense is going to be able to perform without Daquan Jones, who was playing at a high level. I played with Daquan when we were in Tennessee together. Phenomenal interior defensive lineman. Matt Milano, who was playing at a Pro Bowl level before he got hurt over in London versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then how are you going to be able to play in your secondary without Tredavious White? Right. Now that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, I think, all three of those spots are key misses for the Buffalo Bills. But how are you going to be able to overcome those those misses? I'm not. It's, it can't just be one player taking over, but collectively as a group, as a defense, as a unit. Mm-hmm. I want to see can you be better, Buffalo Bills. I want to see if Ken Dorsey. Here's the answer I'm looking for. I want to have trust in him again as the offense coordinator, because before the last couple of weeks, their play action game was special. Yep. Where all of a sudden you said, man, they got Josh Allen in the center. The running game is working, getting one-on-one coverage on the outside, dishing the ball. He's not having to be the best running back and best quarterback on your football team. And Harry, for some godforsaken reason, the last three weeks, they've gotten away from that. It's as if they're saying, hey, now we feel better. Josh Allen, go out and win us a football game. That approach can work in the regular season. We've seen it's not sustainable to win a championship. And if you're Ken Dorsey, especially like you mentioned, those losses on defense – this is not just about protecting your quarterback. It's also protecting your defense. It's okay to have a running game in modern football because your quarterback can use that where you're not a one-trick pony. I want to, That's the answer I want to find out. What kind of Ken Dorsey are we going to see going forward when that worked well the first couple of weeks, first five weeks, last couple of weeks, it has not been good for the Buffalo Bills at all. Cleveland Browns, by the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Still needing answers from these AFC teams. We went through Miami and Buffalo. Now we move on to two other teams here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and also to your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The Cleveland Browns, what answer or answers are you looking from them? I think it's one person in particular. It's Deshaun Watson. When is Deshaun Watson going to be back healthy? How is he going to perform the rest of the season? Because right now the Cleveland Browns are sitting in a prime position. Right, they, they've that defense has has put this unit uh, of this organization, this team, in yeah. a position that they want to be in right now. Can Deshaun Watson be the guy to help take them where they want to go toward the end of the season? That's that's what I want to know. Uh, me too. And I look at a guy, and Harry to me, it looks like he's lost his confidence. Yep. I'm not going to say he's lost the will to play football. He's got 235 million reasons to get his behind out there and guarantee money to play for Cleveland. But he looks like a guy that when he gets out there that I don't, I don't want to say he's overwhelmed by the moment or the expectations. I'm not going to say that, not trying to get in his head. But it seems that whatever confidence and whatever swagger that he used to have, that he had in abundance in training camp this summer and in OTAs in the spring, that guy's not there. This is an imposter when it comes to Deshaun Watson. And if you got to worry about that going into each game, with that defense and that offensive line and weapons on the outside, that could be more problematic than the Cleveland Browns and maybe even Deshaun Watson wants to admit. We stay in Ohio, last but not least. The Cincinnati Bengals team, what answers do you still need from them? For me, it's the connection between Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. 
It just hasn't been there this year. In the last two years, those two guys connected on all cylinders. Right now, T. Higgins ranks dead last in the NFL in reception percentage across the National Football League. 14 catches on 36 targets. Right now, Joe Mixon, the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, has more catches than T. Higgins. So that connection has to get better. That's good. I don't have anything else. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) The one thing I'm looking forward from the Cincinnati Bengals, where's that swagger? Where is that? Because they always seem to have it. They never seem to go into a game believing that somebody was better than them. Joe Burrow never allowed himself to go in the game. He didn't care if he was playing Patrick Mahomes or anybody else. He's I'm going to be the best player. I used to call him Grapefruit Joe Burrow. <laughs> Use your imagination. I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet this year. Yeah, his grapefruits are more like plums. And you can say that for the rest of the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, yo! I mean, they're, not, they're not wearing the big drawers now. They're not. And that was a team that no matter what was not afraid of anybody. I'm not saying that that's there now, Harry, but I want to see that confidence and swagger. Have not seen it. All year from the Cincinnati Bengals. We're so juvenile in this show. (laughs) (laughs) We really are. (laughs) He was looking. Get out out of here, Tim. (laughs) That's enough out of you, Devin Kane. That'll be enough out of you. (laughs) Is the honeymoon really, really over for Purdy? Brock Purdy as the 49ers quarterback. Keep it here for that on Freddie and Harry at ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.